Hello, you special soul. Welcome back to the State Shifters podcast. My name is Jordan Kellynch. I am so blessed to have you listening to my voice <laughs> because today I've got another amazing guest, an amazing guest, good friend of mine out here in Perth. His name's Theo. And, you know, Theo and I crossed paths not too long ago. Like, I've only been back in Perth just over a year and I've really connected with some amazing people back out here in my hometown, Theo being one of them. Theo is just a really powerful man, really, really powerful, masculine, connected, whole, integrated human that when you hear him speak, you can hear the depth of that connection. And I wanted to bring him onto the podcast today because we explore some really important topics. And for me and him, I sensed a lot of alignment in the paths that we're walking. You know, in the the commitment to our embodiment practices, there was such a strong resonance between Theo and I that the topics we cover are really things that we've explored in our own life, but we also dove into what he's been exploring recently around some of his plant medicine journeys and also the ongoing commitment through his practices. But he has a really powerful story. He's from Greece. He's come out to Australia and he's been through some big awakening moments in his life that I know you guys are going to receive a lot of powerful insights from this episode. So as always, if you enjoy the episode, please just leave a comment on iTunes or maybe maybe subscribe. We'd love to have you back here on a regular basis. <laughs> it's always a lot of fun. I'm going to be pumping a lot more of these episodes out now that we've passed the 100 mark. But this is such a, a beautiful conversation with Theo and I really hope you enjoy it. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. Theo, good to have you here, brother. <laughs> Thank you, brother. We made it. Me. We, we made it. We finally yeah. did. Yeah, it. <laughs> we did. It's been. Uh, we planted this seed a while ago. A good few months ago. It's been a, a real blessing to cross paths with you on my journey since coming back to Perth, and we've shared a lot of really powerful conversations over the last few months. So I'm, I'm excited to capture one for the podcast, man. So, yeah, how are you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. Of course you are. Of course you are. We're about to dive into why yeah. you're feeling so damn good. Of course, of course. Yeah, man. Well, to start things off, like, why don't you tell people a little bit about, you know, obviously you have an accent. Obviously, you yeah, are, of course, of you're, course. you're a big, powerful Greek man in your journey through life. What's led you to this moment right here, right now, where you're sitting in Perth, Western Australia? So, Australia for me is basically my hero's journey. Mm. Like, that's how it, it still feels for me. So, I basically came here when I was 29 years old. And I started like uh, the whole journey of my self-discovery, like actually to connect with who I truly am, because Greece for me, it was a complete opposite because, you know, the society there and especially like my city, it's really, it's really people are really narrow minded, like the whole culture, like you have religion, like, you know, controls like a, a lot of things and everything is really, let, let's put it that way, like you don't have the environment to actually flourish and, and you know, be yourself, mm. you know, like the family unit usually, like it's really shelters kids and stuff like that. So it's really difficult to basically like connect with your yeah. essence and, and who you truly are. And like I struggled a lot because of that, like growing up and I basically had to do like something very drastic to change everything and actually like connect with what I felt inside of me. And basically that's how I came here. And mm. yeah, like Australia for me is basically home, especially Perth. Mm. Perth is the only place in the world that I actually felt like home. And I don't even have my family here. I'm alone for eight years. Like I haven't even been back. 
I'm just just exploring hmm. still. Powerful, man. <laughs> I yeah, love it. yeah. I mean, it's we're very we're very lucky to have you out here Thank for you sure. So but I know you like we've spoken a lot even just before we started recording about yep. some of the things you've been through in your life mm-hmm. that have really shaped <laughs> you in becoming or taking this path that you're on right now. A lot of really like traumatic things as well. Yep. Would you be open to sharing maybe like what was the catalyst for you wanting to take this path of really beginning that hero's journey? Like was mm-hmm. there that one specific moment or was it a kind of a build-up of things? Thank you for the question first of all. Like it's actually a good one. The thing is for me, it really started like with my dad before like that traumatic experience and everything and this is one thing that i realized in my first actually ayahuasca ceremony mm-hmm. <laughs> like i got so like uh, profoundly shown that and mainly because my dad tried to live his life through me because he never like he lived a life of regret and stuff like that and he literally like you know never followed his dreams so I found myself, despite like I received unconditional love from both of my parents and stuff like that, and I'm really grateful. My dad never though allowed me to be myself. Like he always like just, you know, put on to me whatever he thought like was good according to his own conditioning and everything. So that created a lot of friction between us, despite we were close and, you know, we always had disagreements and everything. And, you know, to the point, like when I was a teenager and stuff, like I was so like angry all the time and everything. And, you know, I was always someone that I would never do what people tell me. Like, mm-hmm. no, I would never accept anything. Like I always question everything from the day I was born. Like, you know, why? <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> so, yeah, I never I never accepted anything. And because of that, like, obviously, I really struggled a lot to be myself. And I just followed my dad's recommendations, like even with sports, for example, because of his own experiences, because he was a professional soccer player, he was always trying both me and my brother to protect us. So he never let me go and play soccer, for example, or fighting. Fighting was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to start doing boxing and everything else. And straight away, he would tell me, for example, ah, only punks go and do that. Like, you don't want to be there and you're going to get injured and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Always trying to protect me from the things that I wanted to explore. And he put me into swimming, for example. Like, what's the safest thing that you can do? He put me on swimming. But because of my my own, um, you know, like one of the good things that I had from a young kid, my, my attributes and stuff, it was basically like I had that work ethic and I was willing to try everything. Like, I didn't care. I just wanted to explore a lot. So when I started swimming and stuff, despite I didn't have the body type for that, nowhere near, just because of my work ethic, I actually became like really good. To the point, uh, I was in a backstroke uh, when I was at my junior years and all the stuff. Like, I would be in the top eight Greece, 100 wow. meter, 200 meter, and all the stuff. Shit. And yeah. then I transitioned to, to water polo. Like, I just stayed, like, I literally did something that I wasn't even enjoying that yeah. much just because, like, I, I love pushing myself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. <laughs> so, 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 literally, I taught myself from a very young age to do stuff that I don't enjoy and becoming good and that can have a massive impact also like your resilience and you know like how you can deal even with with life so like you know whatever life throws at you and then when i was 16 like my first very traumatic experience like happened when i had like a really serious accident and uh, we crashed with 140 kilometers on our wall i wasn't wearing any seatbelt no airbags nothing 140 140 so literally in a corner like whoever saw the car afterwards the car almost split in half and that was lucky because it was actually a Golf GTI, if I remember correctly, 1995 model. The car you were in? The car I was in, like my best friend's car. And we were both 16 back then. So he got the car from his parents, like, and they didn't know anything. And yeah, like we literally crashed and we had the system back then. Like it actually, the engine goes down when you crash. 
so I won't get into that right. topic and smash you. So that actually like saved me yeah. in a sense. And I literally put my, my leg for resistance. I can't even remember anything. Like actually a lot of what happened, I cannot even remember because mm-hmm. of the shock. Mm-hmm. And I broke my femur in half. I literally bended from, from my femur and I smashed my face on the dashboard and my hand got out of the window. So I was really lucky that I, that I survived that. So it was my first near-death experience, mm-hmm. but also left me with a very serious like a post-traumatic stress disorder that I never did, you know. And imagine also the shock on my nervous system from something like that. And yeah, like I never received help, I never received support, no matter what my mom tried to, you know. <laughs> to provide Fuck, yeah it was it was it was pretty crazy that's a pretty intense <laughs> near-death experience bro Fuck. <laughs> i'm laughing yeah. now saying that yeah. but trust me it wasn't fun at all no hell no. no i was i was just about to say the reason why i'm laughing also is because the 12 days that i spent inside the hospital like uh, two of them it was literally waiting to have the surgery and then another 10 until i was ready to come out it was probably the period of my life that I probably laughed the most. So what happened there? Everybody was coming from my family or even friends and stuff like that. And they were trying to cheer me up. So they would share stories like I would just laugh the whole day. They were trying to make me laugh. And I didn't realize what happened to me back then. But being through so much pain and laughing so much at the same time. Mm. So my brain associated extreme pain with laughter. So then like, uh, like I had this, this really weird connection with pain <laughs> and I just like, I just seek pain all my life. Like yeah. I could not escape from that. So that wiring I had in my brain, it was literally towards pain and, and suffering. Yeah. Ah, yeah. You know, like, I would just laugh. It's and, an interesting one. Yeah. And what you share in that is like the reason why I can relate or resonate with like mm-hmm. your upbringing. I think we've discussed this before yes. in the past. My dad, very similar mm-hmm. patterns that were passed on to me around, you know, the work ethic and the, the high pain tolerance. Like yeah. I, I kind of have the same thing, like, you know, playing semi-pro soccer, the, the, the willingness <laughs> to want to just like always be training, always be working not afraid of the pain because that's sort of what dad yeah. passed down to me. It was of like, course, you know, course. like, then you close, that's yeah. It. And it's funny because as you shared that story, I reflected on like, I had a similar traumatic experience when I was 15, when I got really sick and had appendicitis and almost died because my appendix burst, not as traumatic as yours, yeah, yeah. It's but still a, a similar it's trauma, man. Like that's for sure, thing, for know. sure. And I found it like interesting how like, wow, that happened to me as well at around the same age. Yeah. I'm sure maybe there's something to do with the, the emotional imprinting that goes on earlier in yeah. life. And we attract these experiences into our life to start yeah, to, kind of, 100%. Awaken these parts of mm-hmm. ourselves, but, and I'm I'm sure you, you'll share this, but like it kind of takes a while to start to realize the impact on your nervous system or <laughs> the trauma that's that's still in there, yeah. and how to start to rewire that or begin mm-hmm. to rewire that. Because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast who yeah. follow my content do have a similar pattern. The, yeah, the yeah, kind 100%, 100%. of the conditional love that we receive growing up results mm-hmm. in us thinking we always need to be going out, proving something to the world because yep. we're afraid of facing that childhood <laughs> yep. trauma that's there. 100%. When did you start to realize that, okay, I'm going to have to rewire some stuff that's going on down here in my nervous system because you're in that of constant course, fight or flight mode, you know? I just want to clarify something for people because there is a lot of mixed conceptions out there. And I just want yes. to say that trauma is not the actual experience that you have. It's what happens inside of you right. from that experience. Yes. So it's not actually like the accident, the injury, like it's not that. It's actually what happens inside from that. Yes. yes. This, is, this is like, it's a very important like thing that people for need sure, to understand. For sure, yeah. And for me, like, for example, so people can understand actually what happened inside. Like I was such a, I was really like a really vibrant and energetic kid, like a really happy. And then after the accident, like there was a lot of changes happening to the point that 
I remember calling my mom uh, three years ago actually to ask her because I was in the process of healing myself and you know like doing all that mm-hmm. work and she told me you know what son after the accident and stuff like that I would look at you in the eyes and I would see emptiness you know and that that hit me hard when she said that with me because I never realized that and the other thing was like I had a lot of anger this is a really common thing like with post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff like that. Like, you know, it can come with so many different ways, like addictions, like anger, like addiction to certain emotions and all that stuff. Yeah. So for me, it was anger. Like that was that was the thing. I lived probably another at least 15 years like raging. Mm. Like I, I would try and go and fight consistently. Like I would, I would always scream. Like I would be like, you know. Mm. And my addiction was literally stimulant. My way to cope yeah. with the pain and what was happening inside, which is a very common thing. Yes. It, it was literally stimulant. Caffeine, pre-workouts, like yeah. everything. Yeah. And I lived probably, I abused them for at least 12 years. Mm. I, like literally. And, and, and the worst thing for me is because obviously like, you know, I'm, I'm a lot with, into biohacking and like I'm really like into health and everything and longevity. The big problem was that I didn't know even like I didn't have a clue about uh, Nobody was talking about post-traumatic stress disorder back then. Nobody talked about like genes and actually understanding like, you know, how you process caffeine or stuff like that. So when I did my test, I saw that I'm a really slow metabolizer of caffeine. So caffeine stays on my system for a long time. So then I I realized like for that 12 years, I probably didn't even have a a, a proper night's sleep because of that. I would have sympathetic nervous system constantly activated. Yeah, yeah. Constantly sympathetic, fight or flight all the time. That's why I was so aggressive and stuff like that. Mm. Like I would have this really, really aggressive, extreme energy, like, you know, Mm. that I, I could not do anything about it. And when like, obviously you go into the cycle with the stimulants and stuff, you consistently like go into the pattern. The point that I had, certain periods that I reached exhaustion and stuff. I remember like working at some point in a fast food cafe restaurant as a manager and I would do the night shift from six in the afternoon till six in the morning every day. No, I didn't take a day off for 34 days straight. And I would literally work six till six in the morning. I would go home probably by eight. I would sleep for four hours, 12 o'clock I would be up. I would go to the gym, go to the beach and then stay to work. So the 34th day, I literally collapsed inside the store. <laughs> that, that's how intense I was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I could not escape from that at all. Because your mind had associated comfort with being in that sympathetic state all the time. That's, yeah, that's that, it. It's all you knew. That's it. Right? That, yeah, that was yeah. my normal. Yeah. 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 So I lost my, I lost completely like my connection with myself. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a Pisces. I'm really intuitive and stuff like that. And from a very young age, I was really connected with my body. And I lost that. So I actually realized recently how much I was grieving losing that connection with myself. Mm. Because when you are on, on the sympathetic response for, for like chronically, you literally live up here. 100%. That's it. Yeah. And this yeah. is one thing that people do not understand. Like, because the brain controls the body and you know, you're moving, you move everything and stuff. You think that you're actually into your body, that you can go there. But it's not. Yeah. It's that your, that your brain <laughs> controls. Like that's it. Yeah. And and I lived I lived in my head for for so long. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of conversations <laughs> about this because the same thing for me and the same thing for a lot of people mm-hmm. who think they're in their body. Yep. But are constantly chronically in their head and in the sympathetic nervous yep. system. And I'm probably over the last couple of years only just realized how disconnected I was from mm-hmm. my body and especially over the last six months through dance and through other modalities and body work, how 
how much more I'm starting to tune into my emotional body mm-hmm. and how much is being opened up in terms of how I can feel and how of much course. pleasure is coming through in, in my life through doing that. And I know you, you've been on that path as well oh, and, and how powerful sure. it can be to finally drop out of your head. Exactly. That, that's actually what led me even subconsciously choose to become like a physio massage therapist and stuff like that. Like when I was in Greece and mm. starting like that path, I was trying to reconnect with myself. So that's what led me there understanding anatomy properly like how the body works like every system and all the stuff like i was so passionate about it because because of the disconnection that happened i was trying to reconnect with my essence and mm. that, that's what actually pushed me to, to choose that path right yeah. so yeah that so that path obviously has supported you body work massage therapy yeah. understanding how the body kind of like tightens up and and of restricts course. the flow of energy moving through right yep. that the sacral energy center sacral yep. chakra is yep. that emotional identity that mm-hmm. we lose of probably course. from that the the trauma we have growing up around authority figure growing yeah, up yeah. right and that's that's a big thing uh, and thank you for saying that because especially for us men we actually even like energetically and stuff like that even our sexual energy like completely gets stuck in, in mm-hmm. the first chakra yeah in our genitals and stuff like literally you get hypersensitivity there and it results like for for men premature ejaculation, like addiction to sex and all that stuff. So you cannot move the energy all over your body and stuff. And it's a big like problem. That's why you see certain behaviors also of men. And this is, this is one thing that happened to me also. I actually like was so, I was sexual, like, like that, that's one of the, like, that's my essence also. But the thing is, I, I had such a massive addiction to porn and, and sex in general. Like that's how I dealt like all, all of my twenties, that was it for me. The only thing I cared about was literally sex and, and like I had this addiction with porn and stimulants and, yeah. you know, I was just so, so intense, like all the time. Like, I couldn't escape from that. <laughs> and it, it was crazy. Yeah, and same, same growing up out here for us. Mm-hmm. And, but what the thing was that that was sort of like considered normal yep. because so many other people have that same traumatic imprinting that's just considered the normal thing like addiction to porn or addiction to you know always looking to be stimulated or to be in that state which just keeps you disconnected so tell me a little bit more about like that process of getting back into your body like for you how did that unravel i guess yeah so i'll set another experience first before i go there please because that had another massive impact for me and it was basically like two years after having the accident so I had another very traumatic experience because I basically got involved into a big fight, like a like a brawl, whatever you want to mm. call it. And basically, like I got surrounded by... Yeah, and this is in well, Greece, right? Still yeah. in Greece. Like yeah. I was 18 still, like, mm. you know, like I was such a young kid. And like I got surrounded by 20 people and basically my friends abandoned me. It was the first time that I actually felt that. So that was a trauma by itself. Like literally being surrounded by so many people and looking back, having no one. And, and because of me, like I was always that one actually being there for, for my brothers and stuff that had a massive impact. So getting traumatized like that. And then like I got stabbed, I got hit like with, with everything that you can possibly imagine and all that stuff. And, and basically like that actually gave me another big, like, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. And that was another big impact and shock on my nervous system. So <laughs> you can understand like having those two experiences that young, it can actually like change your life so much. And for me, especially I lost my connection with my legs. I loved dancing from a young kid. I was always like with the flow and I loved that, but I lost it completely. 
I became that dude that would go like to parties or the clubs and stuff and just sit with his drink, you know, just move his head and like literally just be so rigid. Yeah. But that that's that's the impact that it had. Like I, I could not like you know could not escape. I could not enjoy myself mm. just because of living in that state. So then you know like uh, I tried through bodybuilding or like in general like through the gym to to connect. Like that was my first thing outside sports and stuff like that, obviously, because, you know, like being with the weights and all the stuff, like it's all about muscle-mind connection. And I was exploring that a lot. Also at the same time, studying like physiotherapy and everything, understanding the body in such a deep level, it allowed me like to actually like connect with the muscles and feel everything and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But still that wasn't good because for me, I was so depleted all the time and being in the sympathetic response, you're literally most of the times catabolic, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. it's a big thing yeah. because you always live on adrenaline and, and, mm. you know, and cortisol is always high. So I was training the hardest from everyone that I knew, like literally like I would destroy myself because I had that addiction to pain also. And I could never like change like my body, like the way I wanted, I, I could not understand it. And the more I wasn't getting results, the harder I was training, the harder I was pushing. So that's a thing, like I've pushed myself in such extreme ways, like, and, and I lived like probably almost 20 years, like beating myself, like literally beating myself up consistently and having this disconnection, you do not understand what's happening to yourself. And for me, it took me literally until I came here to Perth and I got exposed to like understanding like inner child work and shadow work and working with the medicines, the plant medicines and all that stuff and going really deep into all that. This is when I actually managed to properly reconnect with myself. Mm. So it took me almost like two decades to, to get there. Wow. Almost two decades. Wow. It, it's crazy. It, it is. It was unfortunate also because like, you know, the like growing up in the 90s and stuff like that, Nobody was talking about that, especially in Greece, about PTSD, about trauma, about like nobody. You had no clue about that. Yeah. And that's the thing that's sort of happening now, right? For, unfortunately I'm, for I'm you, so, it, it took so long, but know, now but it's like the, the information is there. I'm so, yeah. I'm so happy for that, yeah. that, that people actually get the opportunity to understand themselves like in such a deep level. And, you know, having people like you and so many people out there like that they provide that, you know, mm. like information and can work like with people in such mm. a deep level. It's so important. Yeah. It's the most important work that we all have to I do. I totally agree. Cutting yeah. literally like that, yeah. that whole generation, like patterns that are happening and the traumas and literally being the one that you're going to stop that. And from you onwards, you have actually like, you know, people that are healed and they can actually make an impact in yeah. the world. Like it's, it's massive. Yeah, because I, what, I, what we've realized or, you know, what I've realized, it's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Like it does not matter how much money you have, how many cars or houses you have. If you cannot feel life. No. Nah. No. What's the fuck? You'll be always be chasing something. How no. many men do you see out there? Like, and I'm, I'm focusing on men because like, you know, yeah. I'm working with a lot of men also. Like, how many men do you see out there that they, they're so focused on making money and succeeding in their business and all that stuff and everything else falls apart yeah. and they're so dark inside. Yeah. So unhappy. They're just trying to mask everything with acquiring and, and you know, getting more money and acquiring more materials mm -hmm. and all that stuff. You will never be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. everything is inside, like you're already whole, trying to, to complete that from external sources, like it would never happen. I have a question for you, Theo. Yeah. What, what would you say to someone perhaps, you know, 
my parents' generation, your parents' generation who, you know, went through, because you think about the extent of the trauma in that course, generation, course, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's so intense that same thing, they never were supported, never were given the opportunity to be able to release some of that. Some of the people in that generation know, know that there's a lot of darkness in there, but they're too afraid to go into it. Like if they want to begin that process, but they're afraid or they don't know where to start or like for so many years of their life, they've, they've been trying to run from it. And maybe they're starting to become aware. Like, okay, maybe the solution is going in, but I'm just so fucking afraid. Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you start, or what what can you suggest For, to that? Yeah. You, you actually said like the perfect word. Like, it's it's awareness. Mm. So if someone is aware of of what is happening, like if if they actually they are in the fifties, the sixties, and they actually okay, they have the awareness now, and they know okay, I need to do something. Yes. You know, the, that's the first step. First of all, you need to start from that. Because if you don't have the awareness, you're not going to seek for anything. So that's the first part. And then just start, like, no matter how you do it, through a book. There's amazing books out there. Like, yeah. you know, recently, uh, Dr. Nicole Lepera, Lepera like, she, she released How to Do That Work. That's yeah. an amazing book because yeah. she actually gives you that tool yes. to do it yourself. Yes. To understand the process, understand what's happening to you when you are a kid, how you can get traumatized, what trauma is and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it gives you so much information and then it has all the steps that you can follow and the exercises to, to, to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great beginning. If I had that book 20 years ago, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been through the things that I have, but yeah. obviously I wouldn't be who I am. Also. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> you know? correct. So I did all that work for all of you. <laughs> That's it. That's Thank you, brother. So, so yeah, like, great books out there like i can suggest so many of them like you can first of all if you want to seek someone to to take you through the process you need to find someone that actually has a holistic approach Mm. and can see actually like the human like humans as a whole body spirit and mind yeah because you know even more than psychology and stuff like that it's all about the mind you will go there and they will just look at that you you see you see also themselves they're so disconnected from themselves so how can someone like that you know (laughs) help you go there when they haven't even done the work properly themselves which is is the problem with a lot of psychologists at at the moment you know i'm not saying that all of them they are like that but someone that is actually like has gone further than just the, the yes. courses that they do, the degrees and all that stuff, and has explored spirituality and, and understand like the body also and stuff and sees, you know, mm. everything as a whole, they can provide great results. If you can find someone like that or come, someone can suggest to someone like that, 100%, yeah. they will take you there faster, Yeah, you know. And then for me, the fastest and the best way to do it is plant medicine, yeah. Yeah. you know. Personally, uh, it actually goes through my mind a lot. I would love at some point to give like this gift to my parents and have an experience like that with them. Like that would be a dream come, come true. Brother, for me. brother, because oh, we're gonna we're gonna explore the plant medicine stuff. But I wanna, I'm curious to get yep. your perspective on on this yep. this question. That generation again, mm-hmm. you know, maybe their whole life avoiding this trauma. Mm-hmm. Plant medicines we know being the fastest route to releasing the yep. pain. Mm-hmm. Is there any danger in maybe uh, bringing, say, like like someone in that generation into mm-hmm. a plant medicine journey, having not done much other work? Yep. Do you still see benefit in opening up the opportunity yep. for, for people to use plant medicines as the fast yep. the fast track? Or like, what's what are your thoughts on that? So everything is a risk in life. Yeah. You know, yeah. Driving out there at any moment, you're gonna have an accident. You for can sure. Die. Everything is a fucking risk, but it's a bigger risk 
literally living all your life with never taking that leap yeah. and taking yeah. that risk yeah. and seeing what's on the other side. Yeah. Because literally you're going to have your whole experience in this lifetime as as like a disconnect, like as a zombie, basically. You, you, you will never experience life properly. So first of all, you know, I would love like for, for everybody to at least consider taking that risk. Contraindications and stuff like that, obviously, like if you have like really serious mental disorders or heart conditions and all that stuff, you should not touch anything. But if you are a healthy individual and stuff and you have the awareness, just give it a try. Mm. That's it. Yeah. But, but educate yourself, which is the most important thing, and do it properly. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's what's missing from our society because like, you know, plant medicine and stuff like that, they have been demonized as the like drugs and For like, sure. the bad. but everything is a drug, you know, by definition, but it, it's how you use mm. everything. Coffee can be a drug and can be a medicine. Yeah. Like everything can be a drug and a medicine. Yeah. You know? It's the intention behind it. It's the intention yeah. and it's literally like how you use it. Mm -hmm. So people that they actually like have bad experiences or or even like it, it results to death and stuff like that, it's actually them. It's, it's how they use it mm -hmm. because they use it as escapism. They use it like the wrong way and they abuse it. Yes. You know? Yes. Because there's no education at all. There's no education, there's, there's no nothing, literally. And not only that, there is the conditioning that you have to go past mm. of it's bad, it will yeah. kill you, it will make you crazy, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I don't think we'll look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're pretty happy. <laughs> That's well, the thing. Yeah, and you're right. And for for me personally, my parents, I would guide them into that. Like, yeah, I, I would I love would to be able to do that with my parents one oh, day. But, you know, I, I would love yeah. to have that experience. Yeah, and you, but you can understand the resistance on their end with the years Obviously. of conditioning, like being told that this is you know That's it's, it. it's a drug, but. We've, we've we've touched on the topic of plant medicines and you're yeah. you're fresh off the back of a a, a toad a toad <laughs> yeah. journey the five meo dmt and people who've listened to my podcast before or follow my content uh know that i've sat with the toad a couple of oh, times so yeah a couple of times and I, i've spoken about it last year after i had my first experience with it and we were just discussing before we started recording you know your first experience yeah. <laughs> and how that was and man and how powerful of a medicine it is and i would love to because it's so fresh man i've caught you at a really special time of like, course, you, of course. the, the yeah, channels yeah. are clear right now <laughs> so yeah man why, why don't you walk us a little bit through you know how you knew you were ready to dive into this yep. journey and what your preparation was like and yep. now what's come out on the other side for you. Okay, well, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for allowing me to settle. And, I, and I'm sure people are very curious because people yep. are, in, what I'm seeing, people are interested. They're, they're oh. opening up. You know, they're hearing about it. You know, you've got Mike Tyson taking it. You've got Tony oh. Robbins has has experienced the 5-MEO. And, and, yeah. and see also the impact that it had. Like Mike Tyson is the perfect example. Like he was such a traumatized kid, full of anger mm -hmm. and like, you know, rage and all the stuff. Like he lived, you know, such a, the first half of his life in such different way compared to now. And literally as soon as he had like the total experience, it transformed him completely. It's almost like Tyson would be like another yeah. level up from what you were going through with the intensity of yeah. his anger. And his, yeah, 100%. His, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I never, I never, I never actually had like a, you know, ways like that, like really unhealthy ways for me to, to express my anger yeah. and all the stuff. I was fortunate like that because I was really disciplined as a kid, like, yeah. you know, and that helped me a lot. So I didn't direct it like in, in such unhealthy ways, but obviously it was eating me like alive. Uh, but, but see, like when you see someone like that and, and transforming to the complete opposite, like mm -hmm. he's so 
calm and collected now and he's succeeding so much he's happy like he, he literally turned his life like like mm-hmm. 360 degrees yeah it's crazy yeah you know that that's one example only yeah. but for me personally the, the way the way i see it is i don't wait to be ready i don't <laughs> wait to you know get the call and stuff like yeah. that i just I just do it yeah that's it for me yeah. that's that's how it is because If you wait and you allow your mind because the mind like it has only one job to do mm-hmm. literally protect you from everything yeah. so if you allow the mind to, to come into into the game and stuff forget about it mm-hmm. it's gonna convince you straight away oh it's gonna create all these stories and stuff like that and by the time you actually go and do it it will be like <laughs> years and years if, if yeah. you do it so, so or someone needs to like push you into yeah, it yeah, you know? i don't wait for that like yeah. i don't wait for that but like for me Obviously, like uh, I can go there really easy because, like, I've pushed myself so hard, and I always did like such hard things and everything. Like, I had like such such really powerful experiences, and and I've experienced like so such intensity and pain and and suffering. So for me, like, it's 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 yeah. my second nature. So I can actually do it like that. But this is in general what I would suggest to people: don't wait to be ready. Mm-hmm. If you wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's gonna happen to you what happened to your parents yeah basically yeah. like you're gonna be 60 so still you know so like true. regretting not actually not... realizing how disconnected yeah, you yeah, are from life yeah. and, and, mis- and missing out the action like yeah, it's all no, about that yeah. going past the fear going past what your mind tries to tell you yeah it's just stories yeah you know you need to have the awareness of that hmm. so for me i just go and do it hmm. you know That's so it. so this opportunity has come up the opportunity I, I create the opportunity yeah. for myself yeah i'm like you know that's how i experienced also like in general like all the plant medicines and stuff like that all the experience that i had i'm like okay i'm going gonna do that now you know i educate myself about the the substance the history of the substance and everything how to do it properly and, and i will always go and do it in a ceremonial setting yes no going and partying with it i'm not yeah. using recreationally i go there as a student and it's my teacher both the guide or the shaman whatever you want to call mm. you the practitioner and the actual like mm. medicine mm. because that's how we evolved also like you know if you see through history like that's what happened that the reason why we were so connected also with nature like for for thousands of years and we're one with everything it was literally because of that yeah because we connected with those tools yeah. those teachers that that the earth provides us mm. and we consumed that for so long And how could you fuck up the planet when you realize that when when you are yeah, one with everything, one with like, that, yeah, you exactly. won't do it. That's it. Exactly. That's the big problem. Like we're actually experiencing a collective mass psychosis at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know the people that they are on that over they're so disconnected from everything. Mm-hmm. They 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 treat the planet and everything as an object. Mm-hmm. Even us, they treat they treat us as cattle, mm-hmm. which just feed the machine. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's why like having an experiencing like that and going back to. to being one with everything it changes the the, the whole thing yeah cha- the more we yeah. do it the, the biggest the, the opportunity to mm-hmm. actually change completely the world like mm-hmm. that's that's the whole thing mm-hmm. so yeah. someone who has heard of plant medicines someone who's listening to this podcast i can guarantee yeah. have, have come across plant medicines but it's still maybe in the back of their head the, the fear is getting in the way of them exploring do you feel like obviously toad is one end of the spectrum 5mm yeah, yeah, yeah. is the most powerful one yeah. we know of yeah it doesn't really matter where you start as long so, as you start cool that's yeah. it cool so that that's important that's important man that, yeah it's, it's all people about are like, that. oh no no i gotta start with mushrooms <laughs> or i gotta start here no no it's not about that just, just have the experience first yeah you know just have the experience yeah. you know just, just try a, a small amount or something and just just see mm. how you feel you know 
and always with you know have someone with you and stuff like that to to guide you and and you know support you don't use it recklessly and don't use it for to escape or you know use it actually to connect with your inner world yes you know yes. not disconnect even more and mask the pain and you know what you feel that's what they provide us first of all it's not just connecting with everything around you. it's reconnecting with yourself mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing you know like my first experience like as soon as i realized that you're like straight away okay <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> yeah. you know yeah i was afraid of something because of that conditioning and what you know like people tell you out there that literally actually gives you the most <laughs> the most value from everything else that you have tried in your life because i'm someone that i literally like studied a lot i'm I'm a sports nutritionist, like physio massage therapist. Like I understand like, you know, so many things in depth. Mm. And I've tried like worked with naturopaths and herbs and like everything. I've, I've tried everything to heal myself and feel better, but nothing had the impact that those medicines oh, had that. on me. Yeah. And I'm saying yeah. that because not that everything else like it's bad. You always have to try things. That's why you need to try things so you can find what works for you, you know, and even like, Changing your diet, important thing. Like you can feel so much better. Yeah. And it can actually put you on a state that feeling better will allow you to actually like try even more things and, and actually like, you know, get progressively better and better. But mm. you need to start from something. Just try things, mm. you know, it's important. Yeah, big time. Otherwise, you'll go on these journeys if you haven't raised the standards in other areas of your life. You, you won't be able to really integrate or take 100%. what you've experienced 100%. into your life that's where for me like just to because i'm i want to get your uh, take yeah. on what's just come out of your toe journey yeah, yeah. but for me for my toe journey the actual lead up to the experience itself was just as powerful because it allowed me to treat the experience the intention going into the experience was this was going to change my life i want to prepare for this like it is the biggest day of my life yeah. <laughs> so diet exercising really making sure i'm nurturing myself so that had as much energy available as possible so that afterwards because my standards were already so high because i'd already made the shifts to my habits Mm -hmm. and the way i was showing up i was able to integrate everything so quickly into into my life so you're right in saying like it's it's how you're living then when you bring in the the plant medicines it's only going to take you to a to a deeper level of connection in yourself right you literally changed your old normal just even preparing Mm. for that experience you literally changed the way you were living and how you saw yourself. You literally became healthier straight away, just even before you experienced that. Mm. Because you treated everything in that way and you were present with everything. That's another big conversation to do yeah. about presence. Yeah. You know, but, but see just the lessons that you get from all that, like even just leading 100%. to the experience. So when you will have the experience because you've already had this preparation and you actually that appreciation of of your body, the connection, the way you feel, you change your normal. Having that experience, if you just carry that and you integrate that on your life, you already change your yeah. life like yeah. in such a massive way. Like, you know, yeah. and integration, it's, it's the biggest thing. Like 100%. That's, that's 100%. Yeah. And There's take, so many components of that. It, totally. And, and more so the, what I realized was the shedding of all dependencies, the celibacy yeah. from alcohol, from smoking marijuana, yeah. from having coffee all the time, ejaculation, yeah, Yeah. everything. That is just as powerful as the actual ceremony itself. It's even more powerful. Yeah, Yeah, man. So so tell me now about your prep with one way of like detoxing the body and really preparing yourself or how you prepared mentally, physically. Physically, okay. So for me, the whole preparation started three weeks before the experience. 
And especially with Atod, because it's a medicine that works a lot with your Kundalini energy and literally blasts all your chakras open. Mm-hmm. I, like I've experienced a lot of them, but the Atod found it's that one that can take you faster there, like to create that openness and that connection with like, you know, make you whole again, like, you know, in such a profound way. And so, yeah, I made sure from the beginning, like I actually built myself up like that. I'm fortunate because of where I am at the moment because I'm doing a lot of sexual practices like through Tantra and Taoism and all the stuff. So like at the moment, like I'm not ejaculating and stuff. So I'm building my sexual energy. And after two years of practice, I have the ability to basically transmute it and, you know, like move it all over my body and Mm -hmm. have, you know, I'm multi-orgasmic and stuff like that. So that allowed me, you know, to connect in such a way with my body and build like my Kundalini, like in, in such a way That was so powerful. So that was the first part. Like my diet, what I did, I was having three meals a day, but like pretty big ones. And usually I would have either one or two smoothies. So I would, I would juice basically like my, my calories and stuff with fruits, vegetables. So I was actually eating like a lot of high vibration foods. I would still eat meat, but it would be mostly kangaroo. You know, obviously like, you know, because it's such a good quality and stuff like that. And you know, always it's grass fed and everything else and like really clean. Uh, I made sure like my training and stuff like that, I wasn't like destroying myself. Like I was actually training to be healthy and not completely Mm -hmm. like messing Mm -hmm. up because it can actually have like an impact on your sleep and everything. Sleep is another important thing. So, you know, my sleep quality like was, you know, and I would go same time to bed. I had that routine that I had to follow and then I have this, uh, this routine that I have every morning when I wake up, which is basically breath work and meditation and like uh, self-pleasure most of the times and stuff. And actually like uh, using also the energy that I create for manifestation. So it takes me usually about one and a half hours, like the whole yeah. practice that I have yeah. and, and journaling also at the same time. So, you know, doing that like for three weeks, like by the time I, I was in the final week to, to, to go and have that experience, like I was just feeling, you know, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But then I was unfortunate because I got sick. Actually, I have sensitivity with uh, sinusitis, which I have it from a young kid and I actually get it really bad. So as soon as it happened straight away, like, you know, all the old like fucking thoughts come up and you're like, oh, here we go again, mm-hmm. because it can be like really painful. Mm-hmm. But because of the state I was, I actually observed myself. It was the first time that I didn't let it get into my head and I didn't get it like so bad as mm. I would get like previous times. And the thing is also a big thing for, for especially for the toad, but even for other ceremonies is actually to do combo beforehand. Like I highly recommend it now that I had that experience. Yeah. And combo is a, is a medicine that it's not like psychedelic or psychoactive. It's basically a venom from, from a toad, like a, a frog and stuff. And basically it's really cathartic, really purgative. It can build your immune system up and it can actually clear your energetic field also, mm. but can clear you physically. Mm. And I was fortunate to do that like the day beforehand. Right. Purging for the first time so much. And, and literally like I had actually a high dose also, which was the second time that I tried the combo. And like, I just felt so good afterwards. Yeah. So that allowed me also, despite I was sick, it actually like allowed me to at least be in a much better state for my experience, like the next day. And yeah, I just, uh, yeah, like the whole preparation was just so powerful that, yeah, it, it was amazing. Damn, brother. <laughs> and Damn. I felt so good going yeah, there. Yeah, that's amazing. Despite the sickness, despite like, you know, how, how I felt. Yeah, oh, and so, so that's the beauty of the toad, right? Because you are, 
going into the peak experience yep. of a psychedelic journey, mm-hmm. it, it sort of forces you to like level up the game in terms of how you're preparing 100%. which is why it's such a powerful medicine yeah you know already that you're going to experience basically death yeah like literally it's yeah. it's the first time that it's the closest thing that you will get to, on understanding death yeah and actually being okay with that yeah so basically you're going there to die to die though, not physically. Yeah. To die as 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 Theo, as as Jordan, like actually yes. die and stop like being that identity. Yes. And and actually like having the ability to see yourself mm-hmm. outside that. Mm-hmm. You know. The ego death. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and this is something that I use like all the time. Like I, I use this saying, which is basically die before dying, so you can learn how to live. Because if you don't have that experience. Of, of stopping being yourself, you will never actually understand <laughs> how to. There lies the power of this medicine because when you come yeah. back, you just, what becomes available to you when you are yeah. no longer afraid exactly. of dying? When you completely yeah. dissolve and you cease to exist, you become pure consciousness because basically like this medicine, this is, this is exactly what's happening. You see how it is after life, after living this this vessel that you have, yes. I call it a rental because we basically, <laughs> you know, we are a soul that comes and we rent this yeah. body for 70, 80, 90 years, how long you're going to live and stuff like that. And, and, and the appreciation that you get for, for what this beautiful thing, actually this beautiful vessel, what it allows you to experience the pleasure, the pain, like mm. all the emotions, all the stuff, you know, you cannot have that when you are pure consciousness. Yeah. So when you get there and you actually see what this provides you, yeah, yeah. the way you can connect afterwards. Like, wow. and, and for majority of people, they, they have never experienced that. They have never reached that level of appreciation and love for themselves. So actually going there, you come back and you just love everything. Oh, you're so right, bro. You, you love everything. Yeah. You are connected with everything, you know, and, and you're not afraid anymore. You realize that fear, it, it's something that doesn't exist. It's, it's fabricated. What's it? Like, it's not. Like, it's false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. You are afraid of something that hasn't happened. Like, you know, like, think about it. Like, <laughs> and that's what know? holds most people back from that's really it. having like, the life they yeah, want. Yeah. Because we grow up in a society that, that fear is so instilled into us. And we, like, we cannot escape. Yeah, you're stuck Some in a, people it's, are the, so, it's like a psychological prison. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's it. You, you are prisoner of your mind. That's yeah. why you cannot even feel your body. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say you live up here mm-hmm. and it's always fear, fear. Like that's why like our amygdala in our brain, they're so hyper, like, uh, like they're so <laughs> hyped up that you're always living there. Yeah. Like, you know, like you see people out there that they're so afraid they cannot even go out, get out of their house. Like it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Of course, when you live in this prison, you're going to live in this prison, like inside four walls. Like that's, that's how it exactly. feels. Exactly. You know? Yeah, because the mind doesn't want to venture out into the unknown it. because it's, afra- it. it's afraid of that's what it. might happen. And that the unknown, yeah. like any plant medicine journey, is, <laughs> is where all the magic is. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. you know what? The thing is, especially for me, because of my experiences, like uh, for eight years that I'm here in Australia, I actually was fortunate to, to be a stepdad to six kids. And observing kids being free in that state that we forget how it is, ready to explore. Their, their mind is so empty completely and mm. they just love everything. They're so connected with everything and just want to explore. Actually seeing that, you know, yeah. f- in, inside the house and actually getting that opportunity, it allowed me also to, to try all those things. 
and allowed me to, to, to be where I am now. <laughs> because I remember, I remember how I was when I was a kid. Mm. And deep inside, we never stop being kids. We're, we're always there. Like, this kid is still inside of you. It's just inside another body. Yeah. That's why you need to reconnect with that. Mm. <laughs> you know? And you don't technically need the plants. The plants will give yeah. you the fast track, but the ceremony yeah. can happen in multiple ways yeah. throughout your yeah. life. It's like, what happens afterwards also, because yeah. you're going to be getting blasted with so many messages, so many lessons. And the more tapped in you are and the more like if you have the tools also afterwards, like you, you have the people around you that can guide you or you know, like the, you know, books or anything else that can actually help you with that integration process. So when things come up, you can actually like sit with them and process them properly. Like it's just like an ongoing process. Yes. And when you connect with those medicines, they become part of you. Like mm -hmm. you are that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that's why you realize that how connected you, you are with everything. 100%. You know? Yeah. And like you mentioned something about after coming back from the toe that I want yeah. to speak to because I you reminded me of something really mm -hmm. important that I remember feeling in that moment, coming back from the, the journey, coming back from the experience of complete unicity, oneness, yep, yep. everything, you're completely dissolved into another dimension mm -hmm. of existence, mm -hmm. which is the that unified state. Yep. But I remember coming back and being just so grateful, like you said, to have, yep. to have a body, to be alive, to be able to experience the polarity of life the the yin and the yang yep because this is the blessing we've been given yep. <laughs> like it's almost like you know your, your consciousness <laughs> the spirit has been blessed to yep. come down into this incarnation yep. this it's a gift mm -hmm. to be able to live this life we are here to have fun man like yeah we man are, we are here to have fucking fun because once you're back in the, oneness it's like it. that's it <laughs> it is you're beautiful but yeah. yeah that's it you're not here to fucking like work for corporations and try to <laughs> climb the ladder and like yeah. you know acquire things and stuff yeah. you're here for the experience you're here to fucking live yeah, so start living not 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 like you know being prisoner like and trying yeah. to you know and when you are in that state everything will come also like abundance will come if you want to make a lot of money it will happen yeah. because you live in that state in higher vibration and you will attract that you're mm. going to manifest it in your life when you chase money, when you try to force things, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. And even if it happens, it's gonna be short-lived and you're gonna be fucking miserable. It's not like yeah. that. That's <laughs> it. I love creating things in this, in this life because it's fun. Yeah, right, course, right. And what you realize is when, when you're lighter, when your vessel is pure and you are connected to a higher frequency, a high level of consciousness and Joe Spencer talks about this yeah. when you when you tap into that that quantum field state your point of attraction your vibration yeah. as a being because we're electromagnetic beings is higher so you don't need to worry about how all the amazing stuff's <laughs> no. going to show up you're just attracted yeah. because you're at you're That's at that it. frequency yeah. so like the toad and the plant medicines are helping you to clear away or giving you a taste yeah. of the unicity or the oneness yeah. so that you can come back and continue yeah. that work of just keeping mm -hmm. the vessel pure and clean. And you actually said something important, like because you said about Dr. Joe Dispeza, he does an amazing job and actually like can take people there mm. without the substances. Go and try that if you want to. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that like you should do that, but just because of the state that majority of us live and how stuck we are with everything, mm -hmm. how traumatized, like how like, you know, we are in that state. You know, having an experience like that, it will literally fast forward everything so much, you know. And that that path that Joe did, Joe's laid out, the yeah. meditation path, yeah, it, yeah, you'll get to the unicity, yeah. but, but it's a bit, requires more work. But that's a thing. How many yeah. people have the, the, the ability to the put commitment. so much work, yeah. be committed on that work and stuff like that and actually reach that state? 
it takes so much time. Yeah. See yogis, see like monks and all that yeah. stuff. Takes years and years mm-hmm. of practice to go there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And we live in a society that everything needs to happen fast. <laughs> we need appeal to fucking go to everywhere. Like everything yeah. is external. You're not gonna do it. It's true. You, you're gonna yeah, start yeah. trying. That's what happens with most people. How many people have taken the bought the book from Joe Dispenza <laughs> or did a course yeah. or did the meditation yeah. and they do it for a while? That's it, done. Yeah. They're not gonna keep doing mm-hmm. it. That's the problem. But then having an experience like that, it likes it literally like takes you there and even further than that so fast, and it allows you to to, to basically like create that new normal and and actually start putting that work. Because mm. you feel so much better afterwards. And you have the will to go there. And you will be committed. I can guarantee you that. There's no way. There's no way yeah. that you're not going to be. So fucking true. Almost, it. it almost like forms a new neurological pathway. Yeah, in your 100%. Brain that, yeah. What I've noticed, it fast tracks that, yeah. that connection back to that state. And that's yeah. the thing, because you, you spoke about that. Like, even if you go, like, you know, if we want to talk about a bit, like, what it actually, how it works on your mind and stuff like that. First of all, like, it, it literally stops your default mode network which mm-hmm. is basically where everybody lives. So actually inhibiting that yeah. and allows like the two hemispheres of our brain to communicate for, with each other in ways that they haven't before, like it allows you to go there. Mm. You know, like even if you see it that way, if you see it from a chemical way, from neurotransmitters, you change the neurotransmitters, like, you know, you can, you can and, describe yeah. it so many different ways. Yeah. You know, the beautiful thing is like what opens up in your life after doing that kind of work or having that kind of experience, opening up more access to your brain, opening up more access to your body is what starts to drop into your experience is like a high level of information, you know, creativity. Like for me, I've noticed so much more creativity in my life now that I'm not blocking it, you know. Because you say that, like one of the biggest problems that I had, like I lost my creativity. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that like with my physio and all the stuff, like actually working with the body and like I could create there and stuff like that. Like I, I would use my hands to, to express my creativity, but that was it. Like I was so blocked, I could not try anything, you know. And now I'm to the point like, I'm, you know, trying all these like Tantra and Taoism, like I'm starting playing instruments. I'm 37 and it's the first time in my life I actually allowed myself to, to, to even start. I'm playing the didgeridoo, like a drone flute and everything. Before that, I had this story in my mind. I'm not good enough to play instruments. Like, you know, I don't come from a family that of musicians and stuff like that. So I'm not supposed to, to play. You just need to start, man. Like, just, just buy a thing and start trying and playing. You know, you can do it so many different ways. So, like, all of a sudden, I found myself, like, I'm creating, like, even writing things down, like journaling and stuff. Like, I would never do that. I had this story in my mind. My writing is so bad. Like, you know, like, oh, I can write. I'm, 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 I can actually speak, but I cannot write. You know, all these stories like got completely like eliminated and I, I can actually just experience life and I can do whatever. Expression. I I yeah, like express yourself. That's in what it is. Just express yourself. That's yeah, yeah. We're so stuck. Oh, you know, my genetics are like that. So yeah. I'm supposed to do just certain things. No, like yeah. you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Literally, we are here to just do stuff, like yeah. experience stuff and try stuff. You will never know actually, like even what your gift is, your major gift, like to this world and stuff, if you don't try, mm-hmm. you know? How many people like live and die their lives with ever, without never ever really discovering yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. And you're not supposed to discover it in, in like a certain point of time. There's so much pressure. Oh, I don't know what I want to do in my life. Just keep trying, man. Like eventually you will get there. It's not supposed to happen like straight away. And that's the thing. Some people, they discover it really fast. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, well done. You know, but keep trying also. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't get discouraged. Like everybody is different. 
would you have like almost a whole century to, to discover that? That's why you're here. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Yeah, and as you continue to keep like, it's almost like each of the chakras in your system, in your yeah. body, the energy centers, as you start to like unlock each of them, mm-hmm. more f- more life force can move through you. Flow, yeah. And as you have more life force, you then become a, a more pure expression yeah. of life. That's, mm-hmm. and I, that's what I think I, I, yeah, I believe 100%. our purpose is that, to yeah. be a pure expression of life, mm-hmm. to express what's moving through you in each and every moment, you know? To put it like really simple, to express God. That's yes. it, we are yeah, that. Exactly. We are that, exactly. you know? Yeah. But we believe something completely different, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, we are that, like we, what, like when you express, like your pure expression, it's fucking God. Yeah. Creativity why, is, is God's yeah, expression. That's why yeah. we say love is the ultimate thing. Like when you express love, that's what you express basically. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> oh man. It, oh. <laughs> it just, so the, so for people now who are on this path, on this journey, tuning into this content yeah. there is a level of consciousness in them that is receptive to receiving this information what's been your guiding principle as to knowing where to go next if someone maybe is tuning into this content but they don't know where to go next they're like okay like oh, I, yeah i want to experience all this but like mm-hmm. how do i get get to that where do i start like okay. where do i go next yeah for me it starts simple with connecting with yourself through breath like mm-hmm. that's the most important thing yeah this is what literally like because you, you always have it. It's there for you. It's, <laughs> it's for free, man. Like, it's for free. You don't have to spend money for yeah. courses and all that stuff, like, and gurus and stuff. First of all, you need to be your own guru. Like, that's it. Mm. You know, you need to be your own guru. So true. That's it. And we are conditioned to fucking seek, uh, you know, big daddy government to tell us what to do and authorities and all that stuff. No, like, you know, the, the, the beauty of literally, like, discovering yourself and who you are and, like, you know, how to be healthy. Nobody will tell you how to be healthy. You need to discover that, yeah. you know? So actually like using your breath, first of all, to tap into your autonomic nervous system, you know, be in your parasympathetic, like, you know, state. And actually like through breath and, and meditation, ask the questions, you know, wake up and do that. Or before you go to bed, like take some connected breaths, try to meditate, you know, there's, there's no specific way that you need to do it. Just, just stay there, like relax and connect with yourself, ask the questions, you know, who am I, where I need to go now, I can guarantee you, you're going to get the answers, mm-hmm. like <laughs> your, your intelligence will tell you. Yes. And that's the most important thing. Yes. If you connect there, you're going to get the answers, but you need to ask for it. Fuck. That's it. Like it's, it's that simple. Yeah. You know, and this is most of the times even how it happens during like your experiences with psychedelics. You ask the questions when you go there, it's basically the, the same principle. That's it. But in that level of consciousness, obviously, you get more answers there. That's it. And, and you realize, yeah, and you realize yeah. the answers to your question have been inside of you all Everything long. is inside, <laughs> man. It's like we're, we're asking but, God, yeah. <laughs> ask yourself. Yeah. God is here, man. It's not up there. Yeah. Like, see, see how fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. Like the structure that they have created for us. That's why they're so passionate about pulling you out of your body and seeking everything externally because this is how they fucking make money. If you stop seeking that and you seek the answers inside because this is wh- where they are, you're going to stop. You get your power back. Playing their game. Yeah. And yeah. you're actually like taking back your power. Like it's that fucking simple. <laughs> you know, that's how simple it is, man. <laughs> like, that's it. You're so right, brother. And you just, you just nailed. And I, and I feel like that's a really beautiful place to 
to start to wrap this up because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be complicated. No. This no. game, is, this life, this no. dance is really simple. That's really simple. It, yeah. It's actually a dance, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it literally, is. it's a dance. It is. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, f- go, connect with yourself. Be your own, be your own guru. guru. That's yeah. it. That's it. Breathe. Stop, yeah. Stop giving your power away. Mm-hmm. It starts from there. Stop doing stop that. Stop giving your power away. Yeah, stop man. giving your power away to, to other people and all that stuff. You know, stop seeking wholeness externally. You are already whole. Start from that. Understand that. You know. Yes, brother. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I feel like we could keep, uh, keep oh, going for hours. We can do it again if you want. We probably, I would like <laughs> to yeah. do another one. Yeah. yeah. I would love yeah, it. Yeah, because... Uh, We'll see what starts to open up in your life now. Oh, last, oh a lot of things. That you're going to <laughs> the five MEO. Just and just to finish on that because I, I watched a, there's a new documentary out mm-hmm. um, where they're they're sharing some of the latest research on on DMT. On DMT. Which is yeah, the, yeah. Um, the the molecule in the toad and mm-hmm. you know, the different forms of DMT. Five MEO being the one in the toad. Yep. But they're now really seeing or showing that we release five MEO in our in our system. There's not been enough scientific research done on what's going on when you do these transformative breathwork yep. experiences. But what they generally think is going on with people like Wim Hof is mm-hmm. he's releasing DMT, which is fueling that extreme release of mm-hmm. energy that's allowing him to tap into his nervous system and yep. and reach these these altered states of consciousness because. You're tapping into your own pharmacology. That's it. It's already in there. But yeah. you already have the receptors for them, for the medicines to work. And you already, most of them, you can actually endogenously produce them. Yes. That's it. But we need to understand that. You know, and, and that's a problem. Like, you know, pharmaceutical companies and stuff like that. They, they create all these, all these drugs and stuff like that. And we, we basically like seek everything there. But everything is inside. Even, even well, that. Yeah, that isn't why yeah. we have the receptors for the chemicals to, to basically like attach to it's it's because we've evolved yeah. with that correct that's it you know so uh, what and what, what i what i took from it if i remember correctly was what they generally think is happening is these plant medicines are not actually giving you something that they're, they're switching on something that's yeah. already in there so that you can 100% access it 100%. which is a trip yeah. right that's it <laughs> dmt is everywhere yeah. in all plants we have it in, in big concentrations on our lungs and pineal gland and all that stuff according to the research, research until now you know you never know like what we will discover later because it's it's pretty new still but that's why when, why through breath you can produce so much dmt and actually have like you know, psychedelic experiences without the substance. You know, that, that's that's why. Yeah, they think it's in yeah. the the, cerebr- the cerebral spinal fluid. Yeah, yeah. They used to think it was just produced in the brain, but if it's in the spinal fluid, that's it's it. all around the body. There's so many that's like crazy because I'm using like all these different like types of breath work. One of them is the microcosmic orbit, which through the spinal fluid you can actually circulate like energy and all the stuff. Yeah. Like you know, there's so many ways to do oh, it. Oh yeah. You know, and I've, I've had experiences like that without any substance. But I wouldn't be able to go there if I didn't have the actual experience yeah, there. The Connected. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now I know how to have the experience by myself. You know. Oh. But that doesn't mean that I'm gonna stop learning from them. Correct. You know, because Correct. I'm still their student. But I can do it also by myself. Whenever I want, I can lay down in my bed mm. and just have a powerful experience like that. And get the releases, get the tremors like for my body to mm. remove stuff, remove traumas and everything. I can do it now. But they showed me that way. 
That's it. That's <laughs> it, man. Dude, I fucking love you, man. And, <laughs> I love uh, you, dude. <laughs> so much. And uh, thank you for so just much, uh, sharing your truth and, and walking this path and being a, a leader. I see you as a leader that thank I so really much. admire. And yeah, I'm just excited, for, man, for the impact that you're going to have and the people <laughs> who get access to this this frequency that we're putting through on the oh, podcast. Really? And yeah, this won't be the last time we, we no, will no. record a And comment. I love your work so much. Thanks, like, bro. you know, and, and for me personally, like, it makes me so happy to see like you know people are there to end is like you actually like you know becoming like these powerful leaders and supporting people around them and creating like all this ripple effect and the more people we have like that uh-huh. the easier it will be for us to change what's fuck happening yes. at the moment fuck yes and oh, thank, oh, thank you man and I, just to finish because a lot of the people that i have conversations with and, and coach mm-hmm. a lot of people struggle connecting with like-minded souls they feel like the, some of the challenges they feel a bit alone on their path sometimes mm-hmm. and you and just some of the people that I've attracted into my life are, are a great reminder of what you said, which is when you connect with yourself, when you get to know yourself and become your own guru and access that level of energy, all the support will come to you. A hundred percent. All the people will come Be to you. Be you yeah. and whoever needs to come, they will come. They will hear the calling. It's really simple, you know, because when you connect with your soul, these other souls that you have been there before, here before, are going to come to you. Mm-hmm. That's how we got connected. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's that the people I have in my life. Like if I haven't done that work for, you know, with myself, I wouldn't attract them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have this conversation yeah. here, but I had to go there. That's why it's so important to do it. The well, people so will come. <laughs> Thank you, man. And <laughs> Love you, if people want to reach out to you and, and get to know you a little bit better, are any platforms or channels you want to do? Yeah, just, just my social media, like obviously Facebook and Instagram. Like I'm going to give them to you if you want to. Yeah, I'll put, put them, them in the show notes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. Amazing, man. That's Amazing. It. Love it. Thanks again, bro. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for brother. joining us, guys. We'll see you in the you. next one. <laughs> Hey, there we have it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear. And I'm going to make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and bring value to people. And it would mean a lot if you got value from this to to leave some feedback and, and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up. Um, and as always, follow me on Instagram. And I love hearing from you. It's at State Shifters. Uh, Until the next episode, guys, thank you so much and I appreciate you.